0: I am a high achieving goal-setting ninja that saw a gap in society and could not stay quiet any longer. Ladies, it's time to ask the hard questions and take the path less traveled. We're going to dig deep and find out who you are as a person, celebrate your wins, navigate the chaos, help drive a plan of success and create the ultimate version of you. My name is Taylor Porritt and this is the Mind Over Body Show. Hello hello everyone and happy new year. We're going in strong into 2022. I cannot believe that 2021 is already over. I feel like we were just stepping into 2020, well, like a month ago and it has flown by. Um there's been so many ups and downs the last 2 years. I'm sure you guys feel the exact same way. Um, We just started the New Year New Challenge on Monday and we are going strong with that as well. So I hope your guys' goals are set and you are ready to hit the ground running in 2022. We're ready to change where we're at, right? So today I'm going to tell you guys my story. I have a lot of stories, but this is the story of how Mind Over Body came, and a lot of that has happened in my life the last few years. Before I start this story, I want to preface it by saying that this is my version of this story. Obviously, I'm telling this story, so if you're family listening to this or friends, this is the way that I perceived the world around me during these challenges and when I was going through the last three or four years of my life. So jumping in. Dear Taylor, after carefully reviewing your application, we regret to inform you that you were denied acceptance into the master's program for professional school counseling. As those words filled my phone screen, I knew I was dreaming. In no world could I be rejected. I had graduated with honors in my bachelor's program, all in preparation to attend graduate school. My letters of recommendation were personal and impeccable. I received an excellent score on my grad school exam, and throughout my life, I had always lived by the motto, if you work hard enough, you can achieve anything. But lo and behold, I was rejected, and the fear crept in. Backing up almost three years earlier, my daughter, my youngest daughter Hadley, was almost one. I really wanted my next baby to be closer in age to my than my other two girls. My other two girls are three and a half years apart. My husband and I were both struggling with things in relation to infertility, so family planning was always on our mind. I wanted my next baby about two years apart from Hadley, and she was about a year old. I prayed and asked God. When would be a good time? And the answer was clear. See the doctor in January. I felt so confident. The next day, I ended up calling the doctor and made an appointment for mid-January. During all my fertility treatments, I'm supposed to take some pills and then I'm supposed to give myself shots for added hormones. And there's a rule, six. Six was the magic number. Six rounds of fertility treatments And then you have to stop. You have to take a break for a year if you don't get pregnant. It's kind of their rule because a lot of bad things can happen to your reproductive organs. (sighs) But unfortunately for me, four was my lucky number. I remember the doctor's visit like it was yesterday. It was a rainy afternoon as I walked into the doctor's office and my OBGYN recommended hysterectomy. I was 26 years old. How could I possibly have a hysterectomy? My thoughts began to spin. I couldn't be at that point. There had to be another way. So I did everything to be the exception, even though that day I knew what my outcome was going to be. Over the next two months, Every single night, I prayed so angrily at God. Why? Why would you do this to me? Why would you try to tell me? Why would Why would I even try if I knew if this was going to happen? I was alone. I was scared and questioning who I was as a person. Now pausing this story for a moment. We've all been there. We all have something. We have this story. Now it might not be infertility. It might not be a rejection into grad school, but we all have our things. It could be not, it could be an abusive relationship. It can be a child that's gone wayward and is not in touch with you right now. It can be losing a job. The list is endless, but we all have our trials. So I want you to insert yourself in this story because I know you know the pains that I'm talking about, the pain of losing what you believe to be everything. Now back to the story. In the middle of June, I went this about three years ago, I was at my mom's house. My, mom, my sister was visiting her at the time, so it was a great time to go. And my sister, sister and I were talking And at that moment in time, she had just been rejected into her grad program. And again, this is three years before this happening to me. And the world had been turned upside down. She had done everything right. And she too had been rejected. So we were talking about the, the way we want our life to be and it was so fun to evaluate where we were and evaluate what we wanted to become together as sisters and as the conversation came to an end she said to me taylor you should be a therapist or a school counselor one day now the comical part about all of this is that all growing up my mom had always said taylor you should be a school counselor or a therapist I had looked into it during college, but the program did not make sense at the time, kind of blowing my sister off, but keeping the thought on hold to look back at it later. The following week, I went to swimming lessons with one of my friends, and she randomly said to me, Taylor, you should be a therapist or a counselor, and we talked over the next hour at swimming lessons about the pros and cons, and I decided at the end of that that meeting, I would swallow my fear and apply to the school counselor program that night. I didn't think I was ready to apply to the school coun the the therapy program. It was just so expensive, and I was too afraid. There was just no way. I'd been a stay at home mom for six years. There's no way. But I swallowed my fear and I applied into grad school or into the prereqs. I had prereqs I had to take. I applied to take my prereqs that night, and the next day I was accepted. I enrolled into the classes needed prior to applying to my program. That night, as I was saying my nightly frustrated prayer at God, the thought entered my mind, and the thought rang true. This is why. Waves of relief washed over me. I had something else I was meant to be. Over the next two years, everything that happened, everything that happened in regards to my schooling went perfectly august of 2020 my dad had to have a bilateral knee replacement it was pretty routine and of course the strong man he is he decides to have them both done at the same time which is not typical typically when they have a knee replacement you have one knee done and then like a few weeks later or a month later you get the other knee done but my dad's hunting season was just around the corner And he decided that it was the right time to have a bilateral knee replacement. In the surgery, everything went wonderful. My mom's biggest fear was that something bad was going to happen. And she was nervous, which it was valid. She had a valid fear for it all. I had decided to go down just to make sure that everything was taken care of. And it was a good thing I did. When my dad got out of the hospital, the next day, problems started to happen. Little did we know, uh, my dad actually had an infection when he had gone into surgery. And over the next three months, I basically lived at my parents' house. I didn't, but I was there so much taking care of my dad and helping my mom, trying to make sure they had the support they needed. My dad ended up having to have surgery. He had diverticulitis. And he was in in and out of the hospital over the next few months after that. During the midst of all of this, my dad, my brother, not my dad, my brother was serving an LDS mission. Um, During COVID, he had served in San Salvador, but they had sent all of the uh, international missionaries home. And when they started letting missionaries go back out, my brother ended up going to Omaha, Nebraska. Um, While my brother was in Omaha, Nebraska, during this time missionaries were to stay in their homes. It was very dangerous for them to go out. They were being precautious and most of the meetings that were had were virtual. And so, and my brother's a very social person and my brother has been through a lot in his life. Um, so my, again, my, my dad had surgery in August and my brother in October, tried to commit suicide on his mission with a drug overdose. I remember driving home from my parents' house after I had taken care of my dad. And as that night, as I had gotten home, my mom had called me that this had happened. Taylor, your brother has tried to commit suicide. A couple days later, my brother came home from his mission. My brother was in a place that he needed so much love. And understanding from everyone. So the next day we turned around and we met him at the airport. It was a wonderful reunion to see him and to show him all of our love. Two weeks later, it was time. The time had come. Hysterectomy. The words came again. And one month later, in December, I had a hysterectomy. But in the midst of all of this, I had school. It was okay. I had a purpose. And so I had something to hold on to. You know, when we go through hard times and we don't know what to grasp at, but we have something we're grasping at, whether it's our family or something we're looking forward to, it it ends up being okay because we have that thing. That was school for me. I had thrown all of Of my fertility problems into school. I had thrown the fact that I couldn't have a baby into school. I had thrown the fact that my dad almost died several times into school. I had thrown the fact that my brother tried to commit suicide into school. And I had thrown the fact that I had to have a hysterectomy at 28 years old into school. So I was okay, right? Even though all these things happened, I was actually okay because I had that. And I knew without a doubt, this was God's plan for me. That's what was supposed to happen. Now, I had applied and submitted my papers for grad school in January after my surgery. And I was to find out in May what my if I was going to be accepted or not. And I had no question in my mind if I would be accepted. Not only was this God's plan for me, but I had done everything right in my life to be accepted into this program. There was no question. But I did know one thing. I knew that I would not be okay if I did not get in. I was actually really afraid, you guys. Um, I remember calling my best friend in March and saying to her, Yes, if I don't get into this program, I will not be okay. Whatever I tell you, I can tell you I will not be okay. I've thrown every bad thing that's happened the last three years into this and it's going to come up and I'm afraid what I'm going to find. For Christmas that year, my parents had bought everyone trip tickets to Hawaii. That was, I mean, what awesome parents, right? And so we were to leave in May And it was the first week of May. So the same time, same week, I was supposed to find out whether I got into my program or not. My husband and I were driving down. Our flights were out of Vegas, which is about a six-hour drive for us. So we were driving down to St. George the night before. And my email inbox dinged. With the subject, USU grad school. Dear Taylor, after carefully reviewing your application. We regret to inform you that you were denied acceptance into the master's program for professional school counseling. My world began to fall. Fear and panic engulfed me. I had no plan B. I mean, hell, this was my plan B. It was one of those huge moments in life that you ask those questions, now what? Who am I? And I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't know. I was just falling mentally, metaphorically. I'm, I remember like it was yesterday, sitting in that car and looking out the window and felt my world fall. The world I knew was gone. And I had nothing I told my husband next to me, and he thought I was joking. And he said, no, Taylor, be serious. What happened? Read me the letter. And I said, no, I'm, I'm serious. And I couldn't breathe anymore. I saw the empathy in his eyes as he looked at me because he knew what was going to happen. He knew I was not okay. He knew that I was going to have to face the last three years of pain and he knew and this was the worst part for him was that there was nothing he could do to help me I was looking out the car window as I was falling into utter despair and these simple words came to me you are okay now these words were not the words of oh you're gonna be okay These words were said with surety and in my life I've never had this happen and I think it's a really special moment but it completely changed my perspective. I believe 100% that God was there with me in that moment. He knew sure she can handle not getting into grad school but he knew I could not handle what was to come from that and guess what? As the tears stayed in my face, I believed them. I also knew that in that moment, something big was going to come. I knew that that was supposed to be my path, and that door shut. And a feeling of surety came over me that something big was coming. One month later, I was offered a... The position of a lifetime at a volleyball club. I then realized through experiences working with women and seeing the passion and power that they had lifted me through my hard time that I knew it was time to trace my dream again to help women around me. I didn't know what that looked like at the time. Through a lot of trial and error, I narrowed down and found out It was mind over body. I am here to tell you the things that I offer you are not just things I put together. These workbooks are not just workbooks that I just throw together. These are systems that I used to change my life. And I can promise you that the workbooks I put out for you, if you are asking the question, who am I? Our I want to make my life better. They will change your life. In 2021, I learned a few things. I learned I need God. And two, I learned that growth and fear are beautiful. And there's nothing to be afraid of. It's something to embrace. Run into your growth fear. We're going to call it that. Growth fear. Fear where we're afraid of something. That's fine. But growth fear, when something might make us better, it pushes us outside of our limits. I can promise you the most beautiful things can change. I never in my life would imagine that I would be a person on Instagram, or on a social media platform, making reels, shouting at the top of my voice that you are magnificent because that kind of scared me i wanted to do it but it scared me i always loved listening to podcasts and look right now you're listening to me i am on a podcast and guess what i embraced my growth fear so my desire for you for all of you women This year, right now, asking, who am I? What is my path? I am here to hold you and tell you, let's go for it. I can help you find what that path is. And we will together run through the growth fear fire. You ladies are magnificent. We have big things coming for 2022 together. Let's raise our head up and know that you are worth it. Love always, ladies. Have a wonderful week.